You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Excited for tomorrow night? What's tomorrow night? Justice League. <laughs> oh my gosh! I read a review of that today. Yeah. Uh, just because I was like, oh, you know, it's always that moment re- before you read that first review where you kind of get caught up in the hype and you're like, oh, this is looking pretty good. It might be it okay. It could be bad. There were parts of the last one that I enjoyed. A little long, had some issues with it, but uh-huh. uh, if you j- Joss Whedon came in at the last minute, there's some Whedonisms in it. Apparently, sure. Just touched up the script a little bit. Uh huh. Who knows? Maybe he, uh, he he was able to find something in the edit that uh, wasn't there before. Let me. I think there's something there that wasn't there before. Mm. Let me remind you of uh, the oh, no. last movie that Joss Whedon worked on, Cabin in the Woods. A little movie called Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Okay, true, but he had a lot no, more to two. do. <laughs> he had a lot more to do in that one. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of things to juggle. Script maybe wasn't as tight. Balls. And I think that one suffered mostly because that's not just. It wasn't the story that we wanted to hear. It, it wasn't was the one that we needed right now. It wasn't propelling the overarching. Um, yeah, of like the whole in- Infinity With Stones Thanos, thing. Like just get fu- fucking get to it already. Let's, let's do this. Looks like they're finally That's doing. What it. I liked about Thor, I felt like yeah. oh, we've we've taken major steps towards this thing. Major steps. Um, okay. Well, let me fuck that. Uh, okay. No. The uh, so I've heard before. You tell me about the review that you read. Okay. I've heard from a couple of people that went to a screening last night. Oh. And one of them was like, "Dude, that is totally the Justice League movie that I've wanted." Oh, That's what I wanted to see. I, I, I'm so happy with it. Huh. And then I somebody else who was like, oh, that was lousy. It was really bad. <laughs> Whose opinion do you... Uh... I don't know. I think I'm leaning more towards lousy just because what yeah. I've seen of it doesn't look very good. And knowing your history, too. Yeah, I'm still not really jazzed by it. I don't know what... It looks like more... For, well, I don't know what they're using in the trailer versus what's actually in the movie. Uh-huh. I hear that there isn't a lot of action, really, until... The last 20, 30 minutes. What? It's a lot of uh, a lot of brooding in the review that I read. You don't read. need yeah. all that brooding. Well, we you're going to get it. We got like a movie and a half of that already with the Man of Steel and then uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, and even more if you're counting Watchmen. I kind of throw Watchmen into the brooding But, but Watchmen isn't category. part of it, like the DCU No, it's not, thing. but it's part of Zack Snyder's cinematic universe. I love it. But that's the you know tone of Watchmen. Exactly. Like if you read the book, that's how it's supposed to go. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, all right, so tell me about the review you read. No, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it was it, 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 so it, it took like five seconds, and I read the first two lines, and I was like, "All right, well, there you go." Uh, well, no, no surprise. What did they say? J- j- just that I want uh, specifics. There's no, oh, there's not a lot of action in it. There's a lot of talking that they uh, shamelessly tried to promote Wonder Woman, not yeah. on the on the legs of her success. No pun intended. I heard they're a lot less. Um, uh, they're a lot less focused on the the feminist aspect of Wonder Woman in this one. Yeah, like they were in the Wonder Woman movie that like she's a really positive female. Yeah, well, that one hero. was directed by a woman. This is a yeah. couple of dudes. Yeah, sausage fest. The but, movie. I mean, Joss Whedon's usually really good about promoting a, a strong. Female yeah, but you, hero. but you even mentioned in our Cabin in the Woods episode that he had trouble writing for for women. Yeah, who knows if he even touched up any of their storylines? <laughs> he probably, probably didn't do anything. He's brought in at the Just last a, minute. A couple of quips from like the Flash. Uh, I don't think this was. Yeah, right. I don't think this was a Ron Howard. Total reshoot the way that the, the solo oh, movie is. I think I've decided to to skip this one. Really decided to follow my intuition and that review. Didn't you? <laughs> did you skip out on Suicide Squad or did you see that in the theater? No, I, I started watching that on a plane and uh, missed like the last half hour and have not had a desire to go yeah. back. Um, yeah. So what about you? Are you planning on seeing? it? I don't know, man. Yeah. I know that the, you uh, like to draw your own conclusions, and I know just you were... like baths. <laughs> I like to draw baths and conclusions. <laughs> Oh, my name is Simon. I like, <laughs> I like to, to do, do drawings. Drawings. Uh, you know, I know the cast of the show that I'm doing. They they're gonna want to go see it. Humble brag. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I think they're gonna want to go see it. Mm-hmm. And there's been talk of like a bit of a group outing. Or oh, something. that'd be fun. I don't know though. Like I don't. But something like that. I could feel be weird. fun to make. I feel fun weird of. doing that stuff when I know I've got a wife and I've got a kid waiting at home. Right. It's like, like I'm gonna I be kinda, frivolous. And... I kind of feel like an asshole. Like I'm gonna go see him. Like this past weekend. Mm-hmm. W- we had two, three people in the cast that had never seen Die Hard before. Wow. So we were like, um, we should probably watch it First so of we all, know where we're coming from <laughs> They shouldn't be show. cast in this film if they haven't seen <laughs> Die Hard. I don't agree. Although, 
um, sometimes it can be the worst thing to do. To see where something came from? I was in a, a production of Noises Off. Oh, you told me about in this. In high school. And then you watched the John Ritter Noises Off. The day Off. before opening night. And at the last minute, everybody was fucking second-guessing their choices. And we're like, oh, oh, I'm not... I'm. And so like at the last minute, everybody's scrambling and changing some of their lines of performances. Like, no, like you no, can't do you that. you gotta just do what you've been rehearsing. You're not John Ritter. No. Nope. And I'm no Michael Caine. I was uh, playing the Michael Caine part. Michael Caine. Tried to affect a British accent. Didn't I work out. I promised your parents I would look <laughs> after you. And I failed them. So no Justice League for you. So maybe I don't know. Okay. I, I I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. That's gonna be a game time decision, Joel. You know what I can't wait for though. What's that? And it's just a month away now. Oh my god, it is the Last Jedi. Yeah, man. Yeah, literally, like uh, the fifteenth. Well, I mean, right now we're recording on the fifteenth, and it comes day. out December fifteenth. Yes, but we are recording on a Wednesday. And, uh, we'll peek behind the curtain. There. No. Um, <laughs> But it's a month from now. <laughs> I know. You're, I know. Well, yeah, but but which month? Because some have thirty days and some have thirty-one. But you can't just say a month from now. A mu- we are on November fifteenth. <laughs> the movie comes out December fifteenth. I know, but how many days are in? It doesn't matter. It's a month away. Like if we, it if, is literally a month away. If this were February fifteenth and it came out March fifteenth, I'd be a little Joel, more excited, Joel. Because February, how, unless how it were far leap would I year. Be if I was, if it was February first, right. And I was looking back at something that happened January 1st. Right. How long ago did that happen? Oh, I don't know. How many days are in January? You wouldn't January? say a month? You wouldn't say I'd, that happened I'd say a month 31 ago? 31 days. Jesus It's been Christ. 31 days. <laughs> Never mind. Not all months are created equal. Look at February. <laughs> Black History Month. Even on a leap year. It gets the fewest still falls days. Still short. Yeah. It's the fewest days. <laughs> Um, yes, wonderful. but but I am excited uh, for that, regardless of how many days are in between me and uh, they started showing um, the TV spot. TV. Man. Did you see those? Yes, I, I watched did. all four four in succession today uh-huh. at work. It's pretty like, exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, how it, about it, the the Deadpool teaser? You know what? I didn't get to watch that. You want to do a... You probably should, I'll do man. a reaction video. It's pretty amazing. Guys, go to the Facebook page. If you're listening to this now, you'll see, uh, hopefully, if we do it right. Sometimes we announce these things. And, and then, like, we never fucking do it. <laughs> Somewhere on my phone is a picture of... Or is a video of Doden reviewing... Uh, <laughs> Not being impressed by the fucking... I'm like, dude, this is going to be so good, man. You're going to love this Tomb Raider like, trailer. Well, I probably won't like, see Wait, you got it. Uh, I mean, it's pretty great. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess I, I've seen better. Uh, I can't do that. He's got that... The, Deep voice. Was that your Vin Diesel? Is that what you were doing? Just, oh, oh, Letty. Oh, Letty. I found myself doing that. Oh, no. Uh, oh, listen boy. to our Fast and Furious episode from a couple of weeks ago. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and we will tear this thing apart or, you know... Criticize it constructively, yeah, um, and uh, and try to figure out what we thought it did right, what it did wrong, and how we would do it differently. Mm. Uh, and uh, this episode brought to you by Video Blocks, Video Blocks, and Audio Blocks. They uh, are the stock footage, stock music, stock everything you need for your your blog, your short film, your uh, website, your webisodes. Uh, whatever you're working on, and you yeah. need stock footage or images. You do that with live theater, you can get some stock footage. People project things now. That's a good on the point. screen to create scenery and stuff. Are you doing that in your show? Yeah, there's oh. gonna be some projection. Oh, are you using video blocks to get your stock footage? Well, I've recommended them. <laughs> I can't make the director use it, but That's I've true. recommended video blocks. Well, if he were smart, he would go to videoblocks.com backslash editing bay. That's v i d e o b l o c k s dot com. I catch myself doing that. Can too you do that backwards? Times. Can you do it backwards? S k c C-O-L-B-O-E-D-I-V. Very good, man. Except I missed the dot com. No, dude, though. I don't care. Oh, and the that editing bay, too. Y-A-B-G-N-I-T-I-D-E yeah. dot M-O-C. There you go. There you <laughs> Videobox.com go. slash editing bay. They've got a deal going on now through the end of the year so where it's a triple just bundle. look at your script and just do it that way. What? That you didn't just like look at your piece of paper and spell it. You actually, guys, just to let you know, Joel legit did all that backwards instead of just looking at his piece of paper. Oh, oh yeah, I wasn't cheating. No, I was maintaining eye contact and uh, using my brains. It was weird with your dick in your hand. My brain. That's what I mean when I say my brain. Looking me in the eye. That's what I call it. He's my brain. (laughs) Actually, he's my. He's pinky. Actually, that's what they say about. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, let's talk about our sponsor, our wonderful. (laughs) Sponsor who's listening right now to this going, they're talking about their dicks? <laughs> hey, it's it's compelling. It's making people listen through the ad. This isn't an ad. This is a uh, an endorsement for videoblocks.com. Uh, again, it's... Integrated marketing. 
<laughs> they've got a special deal going on to a triple bundle through the end of the year. Video, audio, and images for one one low price of one forty nine. Joel, is it a year or is it three hundred and sixty five days? <laughs> well, if it's leap year, it's three hundred and sixty six <laughs> days. Joe, you gotta forget February, the best month, February. It's leap day, man. Remember that? That was when uh, when Davy Jones of the Monkeys died. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. So, so with... technically, Davy Jones has only been dead for two years. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. How cool would that be to be born on leap year? Right, like I'm two. But you're actually... But you're like four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that how that works? You're like 16. Yeah, 16 times four. I'm actually 200 and... I can do letters backwards. It's the other way around. But I can't do math. (laughs) It's the other way around. So Videoblocks. Videoblocks.com slash Editing Bay. You can either go there to that URL or a little vanity URL. Or if you go to our website, which is EditingBay.com, we have a banner ad at the top there. Make it a little easier. They can track you. Studio quality stock footage, audio, images, and it is a fraction of the cost when you use Videoblocks. So you download all the stock media, your little heart desires, from their member library. So you're $149 a year. Gets you that year-long membership. Yeah. It's all you can eat. And it's clean, beautiful images. 150,000 videos. You don't have to be that guy doing like a student film, and it's got like oh. the name of the photographer like on the picture. You like, can see the watermarking <laughs> yes. because he just went to Google Images. <laughs> don't be that guy. Guys, if you want to be legit with whatever you're doing, go to videoblocks.com and use them instead. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Videoblocks. Mm. So, uh, all right. Well, I've got full disclosure. I am I'm fucking exhausted. Uh-oh. And you could probably hear it right now like, this, I, that I'm, I'm just super fucking tired. Is this the preamble to the um, part where you say you didn't watch no, the film? No, because oh. I watched this movie. All right. Um, All 145 minutes of it, we, huh? uh, we Well, hour I watched 45. a hour and 26-minute version of the movie. Oh, interesting. Edited for it, television? I found it on YouTube, oh. and they had sped it up by just a little bit. I love when they so do that. everything was like high-pitched voice. It's efficient. Oh, what did mumbles sound like? It was yeah. It was it was it was weird. He's already sped up. Like everybody sounded like it sounded like it was the Chipmunks. Like I watched the Chipmunks version of of this movie. Wow. Uh, but I think I think I got enough of it to form a an, a, an intelligent enough opinion Good. on this. Well, we'll put that to the test. Is this your first viewing of uh, Dick Tracy? It's my first full viewing of oh. Dick Tracy. Well, now what does that mean? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like if it's on cable, mm-hmm. I've kind of come across it once or twice, but I've never watched the whole thing in one setting. No. Um, but didn't you know, see it in theaters. The, uh, no, hell no, no. Well, you, uh, why? I saw this in theaters. I didn't because this totally I wasn't. I wasn't interested in it oh. uh, at the time. I was into like you know Tim Burton Batman dark heroes. Right. I was into Wolverine, and here I am like looking at this thing. It's like this comic strip from the fucking forties. Like candy and it's so this bright dude and wearing a fucking yellow jacket. And it's to me, I didn't know who the fuck Warren Beatty was at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, who's this old guy that's playing a hero, a superhero? But without this movie, we would have no Sin City, don't you think? No. I feel like I Sin City is version 2.0 of Dick Tracy. absolutely wrong about no, they're that. They're both based on graphic I novels. Think if they it, both... I think if it wasn't for the Dark Knight Returns comic book, we probably wouldn't have Sin City. But I'm talking more about like what they did with the style. It's not enough. I mean, yeah, we had Superman back in the 70s, but they weren't going to great lengths to make the images on screen feel and look like a comic book. I don't... Whether that's ill-advised or not. I can't, I can't go down this journey with you. You're not a fan I, of that? No, because I feel like that... This movie borrows slash steals heavily from Tim Burton's Batman film. Even steal the, stole the composer, yeah, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, which one of my first notes was, look at these guys trying to rip off the Danny Elfman score. <laughs> and then I see like music by Danny fucking Elfman. Yeah, he's ripping himself off, to yeah. be fair, though. And But I'm not talking about just musically. I'm talking about like from a production standpoint, the way that they transitioned scenes, the way that they used uh, studio uh, studio sets that are supposed to be doubling for outdoor Right. Um, yeah. Clearly like, shot in a warehouse. Everything's everything's shot on a soundstage. This movie, the entire thing, is on a soundstage. Um, so, uh, just to kind of give you a heads up, because that's what I wanted to do. I want to kind of warn you guys. Like, I, I'm I'm run down. I've had rehearsals <laughs> and like fight calls, and my whole body hurts. But uh, I'm a little tipsy because oh. I took I took my lady on date night. Oh. Uh, they were doing the uh, like a, a member donor event at the Bush Museum. At SMU. Oh, cool. And it was like kind of a sneak preview of the everything is bright and beautiful Christmas in the White House. Thing. Oh, dude. Yeah. So we go and uh, and we got to like experience the tree lighting in the courtyard at the oh, Bush Museum. Oh, cool. And then we got to go through the exhibit and stuff. And But we, we had a, a, a couple. Well, 
She had a cocktail. I had a beer. And if you know anything about me, I've got no alcohol tolerance. You're a lightweight. I'm a total lightweight. Cheap so I'm, date. I'm already like, this would be a fun long. episode then. Uh, so we did that and then went back home, took care of the baby, and then I came here. Mm. Uh, now, when you say took care of the baby. It just got her bathed and got took her, put her to bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put her down. So Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, uh, I'm, I'm going to be very blunt here. That's what this. About my experience what we do this on this movie. podcast, Joe. We're honest. I was so bored. <laughs> I was so bored with this movie, yeah. And not 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 just because the story is so fucking non cohesive, uh, but like the way that scenes run into each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's shit where like Dick Tracy's getting shot at and jumps on the top of a police car and drives right. away, and the next scene he's washing his hands in the kitchen, <laughs> and there's the little there's the kid, yes. and they're just talking. I'm like. Wait, I feel like there's two, three steps we've missed, but and yeah. it's not just that. See, like that is an example of how this entire movie yeah. is cut together. Well, and the reason for that has to be because there was an original director's cut. There was a two hour and fifteen minute original cut of this film, uh-huh. which, if you think the hour forty five minute one feels long, I can only imagine. Well, probably those uh, tertiary scenes that are kind of gluing uh, the scenes together that you're you're sorely missing. Not just that, or the musical montage sequences. Okay. Every time something interesting is happening as far as the story and development goes. It's done through some musical montage because we have Madonna. We got to have her sing. <laughs> we have Madonna and we have Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim who wrote, wrote like some songs. five songs for this thing. Th- this should have been a musical. It th- kind it, of was. But it's not successful. Like They no. should have focused on making it a... Like, if they were going to go down this route, yeah. they should have just went all in. I feel like they tried to. I feel like they had these songs, and they were like, all right, th- this is going to be a throwback, not only because it's set in the, what, 30s, 20s? Yeah, tw- 30s? Probably 30s, yeah. Um, but because, you know, we've got old Broadway here, and uh, we're going to slow down, and we're going to use the songs in a creative way. And I have to admit, that first montage, where we see Dick Tracy's, like, cleaning up the streets... And there's like quick shots of him kind of like punching people. There's one shot of him like punching six guys simultaneously yes, and they all fly. Which is great. It's got that 60s Batman feel. Yes. I'm down with that. Using a lot of shadows and using a lot of just throwing color on walls. But they were so inconsistent with that. Yeah. Uh, with what? The, with, with the like the way that they would film, like the style. Of, there's a specific style of like Dick Tracy where he's got six guys around him and he throws one punch and knocks them all out. Yeah. You get something like that, and that's cool, and that seems to speak to the times and the like, like kind of what the comic strip Dick Tracy was all about. Yeah. But then more often than not, you just had Dick Tracy firing a fucking Tommy gun for twenty <laughs> minutes, like never reloading, yes. just firing a fucking Tommy gun, like uh-huh. two hundred bullets out of this thing. And Tommy guns don't carry that many fucking bullets. Man. Yeah, it's a comic book. It's true. Comic strip, actually. All right. But then treat it more like a comic strip. Than a Rambo movie. Yeah, I hear you, but I still didn't mind it the way they were using it in montage form. Um, th- that first but they time, did it anyway. Three times. <laughs> That's the problem. This, by the time the second one came up, I was like, "Didn't we do this already?" Uh-huh. And then the third one was just like, "Okay, I'm, if this movie Wasn't is already the, the two third hours one and fifteen was like minutes, the duet between Mandy Patinkin and Madonna, right?" <laughs> yeah, so it's the slowest of the three songs oh. that they've now used. Uh, Mandy Patinkin being like the creepy piano player just staring intently at her while she's singing. But like wasted in this movie. Mandy Patinkin? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was him the first time I saw this Like one. put him, make him one of like the, the marquee villain characters or something. Yeah. After the work you Montoya. Him do, yeah, in, in The Princess Bride. And this movie came out, what, like two, three years yeah. after The Princess Bride 1990. Did? So someone saw Inigo Montoya and went, you know what we need to do? We need to make him a creepy piano player. <laughs> yes. The fuck? It's because he can sing. And you need somebody who can act and sing and kind of look the part. And to be honest, Mandy Patinkin is one of the few people who could who could pull all those off. I didn't mind it so much. I thought he was a little wasted. Yeah. But in a movie like filled with cameos like this, where we have dude, talk uh, about a fucking cross section of a like, a, what's the game? Seven degrees, six, six degrees, degrees of Kevin, of Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. This has got to be a fucking like a step, a huge step. This for is people. one that you keep in the back of your hand when oh, you're playing yes. that game because everybody, it's like a Martin Scorsese film. Holy shit. We're going to get Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman and James Caan. Yeah, James Caan just shows up for a little bit. Warren Beatty. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. The, the star, Madonna. Yeah, Madonna. Uh-uh. But then a little got bit, four minutes to save the world. Even some bit parts got Catherine O'Hara and Kathy Bates show up in little bit cameo roles yeah. in this film. Yeah, that's right. No, it's 
they definitely got everybody on board for this thing, and I don't know if that speaks to the star power of Warren Beatty I at the so. time. Yeah, the fact that he directed and starred in this thing added some legitimacy to what otherwise would have just been a comic strip book. Film. But it was to me, it it, it was a failed effort. It's yeah? a fail. There were I okay. So somebody watched Batman mm-hmm. and went, "Hey, that was pretty good." Let's take that entire story mm-hmm. and repurpose it and make it Dick Tracy. Because if you think about like this, the story beats, it's the Batman movie. Because there was a the Joker took over. Uh, uh, what's his name? A uh, Jack. Uh, not well. Palance. I know it's Jack Palance, but his. Uh, I don't remember the character's I, name. Carl Grissom. Oh that, yeah, Grissom. Yeah, Grissom. That's right. He uh, he took over Grissom's operation, like, and that's kind of what happens here, where Al Pacino takes yep. over Paul Sorvino's. That's crew. a good point. And then, like, takes he's got a girl, and Jack had Carl Grissom's girl, and yeah, even down to the the, the bugging of uh, the bad guys to yeah. figure out where they're going next. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, it's very cliche. There isn't anything in this story that hasn't been done before, right? But it, it's just weird because, given that time frame, that Batman came out in what eighty eight, mm-hmm. and two years later, you oh, yeah. got like. The only reason Dick Tracy exists is because of the popularity, the booming popularity of Batman. Yeah. People started gobbling up the superhero franchise. Of course. And but I do appreciate they were trying to do something a little different with it and, and give it its own... Uh, unlike, well, the aforementioned Justice League, yeah. which is basically taking Batman and spreading that kind of mood. Get your, to get everybody. Your, get your Batman out of my... my out of aqua, my Superman. My Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> Uh, so it, I don't know, man. This movie didn't speak to me. Like I was so, I was so bored watching this film. It certainly felt its length. It felt long. It, like you said, it's a little slow going, especially for something that was kind of geared at kids. I mean, I know it's PG thirteen, but this was heavily adverti- advertised towards us. Yeah. No. No, you're uh, right. Yeah. You're right. They were packaging shit, kind of like Jurassic Park, where they were putting Dick Tracy logos on fucking yeah. everything. And it's kind of violent. <laughs> Dude, they fucking, they fill a crate with concrete. Paul Sorvino is in a yes. fucking crate of concrete. Lips manless. And then they put him in the fucking ocean. Yeah, that's pretty, that's actually a darker image than all of the gunfire that's happening here. Yeah. Uh, because you actually see consequences and you're forced to think about, oh God, what would that be like? And then they use that again later. With a yeah. poor guy who's uh, hiding out in the attic, listening the, into yeah, the, the the cop that's that's mm-hmm. got them bugged. Okay, so let me ask you a question about this. They uh, Dick Tracy finds out that they've caught the guy that was bugging them, right? And then he goes to save the dude. <laughs> Why is he taking a shower in the concrete <laughs> when everybody turns around? And then he's how, like, "Oh, my gun doesn't work." I know. How far did he need to pull that? Pr- Isn't it enough that you found the place where they have him yeah. that you rescued the guy? Can't you be up? perched up high you don't have to he's got like this dummy uh dick tracy sure. i guess he just uh, w- drives around with an extra yellow trench coat <laughs> that he can dress up wait is it though because he wasn't wearing a trench coat oh that's right because it would have been filled with bullet holes yeah. and we see him again in it and it doesn't have any yeah. bullet holes although no, maybe right. he had taken that same trench coat off but he it's goes like through a last lot of action hero where he goes into his closet <laughs> yes. it's all the same outfit he does go through a lot of trench coats in this yes always getting dirty but, but i yeah. just i questioned the uh uh, the, the choices that he made as a hero. Yeah. Was just Maybe not really the smartest. Confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Madonna character. Mm. Breathless Mahoney. What do you think about the names, by the way, of I, all these characters? Well, I can tell that Breathless Mahoney wasn't actually an original Dick Tracy character. Like, oh. I, I, well, I don't know. It just. I thought she was. It feels like it doesn't fit the theme. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't fit. Like, everybody else has a name that kind of fits, like, their their physical image and who they are. Yeah. Tess uh, True Tess Heart. Tess True Heart. Mm-hmm. And The Kid. Yeah. And Flat Top. He's called that. Why? Because he's got a flat fucking <laughs> well, top. Well, all the villains are their own thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah of, of the normies, I guess, in this film. Uh, and then you have Dick Tracy. And all the cheap dick jokes. Oh, I know. It, it got old. It's for me. It got old. And Joel, maybe it was the mood I was in watching this movie. It may have uh, been. So because I'm trying to watch it, like while I'm working, I'm watching it, and I'm I'm stating it, and I watched the whole thing. I was taking care of other Good stuff that I didn't have to be on the computer for. You know, I'm taking care of that. I'm just watching this thing as it's going. Got most of it out of the way during my lunch hour. Nice. Uh, I was I was so disinterested. Yeah, it's it's, and maybe that's why I'm glomming on to the visual style because it's really kind of. 
the extent of what it has going good for visual it. style the, the way that it's stunt shot casting. It's, got, it's almost like a, a almost like a wes anderson feel to it too the, yeah. like the symmetry of yeah. what's going on in, in the scenes um so yeah, it does have that going for it, <laughs> but not enough for you. How huh? the visual style? It really didn't. No, I just remember appealing that appealing to me as a child. It being very colorful and candy like, and also why I liked that uh, third Batman film. Listen yeah. to our Batman Forever episode from uh, uh, New Year's Eve, I believe, right? Or I think so. Beginning yeah. of this I, year. I think you're right about that with Lauren. Uh, or it, late last year. It just it felt like Tim Burton's Batman and somebody mixed La La Land into it. Yeah, it's where suddenly we've got like these song and dance numbers and it just it, it didn't it didn't speak to me. I didn't understand the attraction between Breathless Mahoney and Dick Tracy. I didn't understand what the uh what the chemistry was there because There was none. Yeah, they were just she was into him because He's the well, star of the movie. And she's basically a sex slave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is. Where Pacino's like, everything that was his is mine. That's right. And like he's, she's like, he's manhandling her around and making her, her sit on his lap and slapping her in the face. And like, there's there's some rough trade going on here. Yeah. Um, a little uncomfortable for an 11-year-old Joel. I feel like this was a turning point for Al Pacino. <laughs> this like, is when he became Foghorn Leghorn. This is, beca- this is where he became the screamy <laughs> Al Pacino. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Dude. Like, I, part of me wants to complain about the performance, but part of me feels like Al Pacino is one of the few people in this movie that got what was going on. Like, yeah, I think so. The cartoony feel of what was happening. I feel like Warren Beatty completely missed it. You think he would have been? You think he would have had more fun playing a villain? Uh, watching in his own film? Yes, I think Warren Beatty should have been Mumbles. <laughs> I think, oh, that's a great I idea. I think Dustin Hoffman <laughs> should have been Dick Tracy. Is that to recast? No. Okay. But that's. I think that they did it wrong here. I think that Warren Beatty had all the charisma of a drying fucking shellacked wall. It is hard. It is a tall order to ask an actor to both be kind of neutral, be always the good guy. Yeah. Um, not really too many faults. Uh-huh. Um, are you scratching your balls? No, I'm scratching my leg. <laughs> Okay, just from here, it just looks like you're going at yourself. <laughs> Maybe I am. I love hearing you talk about fucking hey, when, Dick Tracy. When you're done over there. <laughs> um, where was I going? I don't know what's happening right now. Well, what's happening is I'm we're so talking sorry. about Dick Tracy, which is not unsuccessful, but not special. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. I appreciate what they were going for, and I really do appreciate the lighting and the cinematography and what they were doing. They were very intentional to like not move the camera too much. There's a lot of lockdown shots to to give it that that panel uh-huh. panel by panel feel. Sure, that the comic strip has that it's based on. Um, I'll tell you something that's weird for me. I didn't think it was necessary, and and you know I've seen some some images from the comic book where they're showing the villains, and the villains they are kind of distorted and exaggerated. Dude, there was that one guy that had like a really small face yeah. on a huge head. I think his name is Small Face. <laughs> I, I really do. It's like or Little Face. <laughs> yeah, the the naming scheme. Uh, you got Prune Face, right? Yeah, whose face looks like you guessed it a prune a raisin. <laughs> Fuck you. But you've got Flat Top. Uh, who has a flat top and red hair? You've got uh, yeah. There's like 50 or so villains in here that he just kind of William Forsyth in. too. By the way, man, I did not know that at the time, but he always creeped me out. Yeah, flat top, flat top. I was I? I think they like kind of played him off as like the the big bad in a lot of like the marketing and yep, stuff. Yep. And he was uh, very recognizable. Uh huh. In in the video game, the Dick Tracy NES game, yeah. like flat top was a huge character. He's like a that. demonic McDonald, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Like with the red, like if Ronald McDonald went evil and carried a Tommy gun, yeah, that's what he would do. He had the freckles and everything. Yeah, he did. But yeah, so so they're doing things to to mimic what the characters look like, what the villains look like in the comic strip. But they're giving them these really heavy prosthetics. And so for Prune Face, I get it. Maybe you have to add a few wrinkles. Yeah, lips manless. He didn't have to look like a a carp. He, do, he, he does look like, like a fish. A fucking fish. And it was a little distracting. And uh, you know, our our makeup has come a long way, Joe, in the last thirty. 25 years sure, or so. Yeah. Um, but back, it, it is very obvious that they have pieces of plastic just plastered over their faces. Yes. To the point that it's distracting. And I'm like, well, what is this adding aside from hero worship? Right. And, and I feel like Pacino probably could have just been Pacino. Like he didn't yes. need the prosthetics. Or, or the hunchback thing and fine. the big hands. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I think we were playing with, we were playing with styles at the time. I think Warren Beatty was like, Really trying to capture some kind of a, a, a style. How many movies has Warren Beatty directed? It's got to be just like under 10, right? Did he direct Bullworth? He did do Bullworth. 
Bullworth was a good flick. Okay, people are split on that because to me that looked horrible. Yeah. Like I had no desire to see that. I enjoyed I've, it. I've heard it's kind of a, a cult classic yeah. now, right? Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty. Warren. My name's not fucking Warren. My name's not fucking Warren. Listen to our Empire Records episode from a few months back, right? Bullworth Reds. Hold on. All filmography director. Six. He's only done six films. He did Rules Don't Apply, which came out last year. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Dick Tracy special. TV movie. I don't think that counts. Bullworth in 1998. Dick Tracy. Reds. Reds. And Heaven Can Wait. Wow. So, yeah. Really um, more more of a prolific actor than a director. Yeah. A little bit a little bit better at the acting when he's not trying to direct himself. That is tough. I can only imagine what that's like. You've directed yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's... that's it's not... Here's part of the problem when you're directing yourself mm-hmm. is that first, you can't see how the performance is playing against everybody else. Uh, you're, you're not exactly able to get a full the idea of picture. the composition until you go back and look at it. Right. Uh, and it's not ideal, especially when you're working on a very low budget mm-hmm. kind of thing. You don't have the time to go back after every take and take a look and see how it worked. One of them is going to suffer. Yes. Either your performance or the directing, right? Exactly. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, so that's hard. And then also everybody else will try to direct you because, well... You can't see it, so they're trying to tell you how it should go, and then you start going, "Well, wait, no, fuck that. That's not the. That's not my vision." Mm-hmm. But you don't know what your vision is. It's it's like a self eating snake, man. <laughs> it's really bad. I can't say that this is a bad movie. No, it, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's a bad story. It's it's ill thought out. Uh, pretty it, milk a toast, right? And and it probably deserved better. I agree with you. The visuals, for the most part, in this film are good. Uh, Look great the, on the HD. lighting is great. Yeah, no, the lighting is great. The 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 visuals with the music, fantastic. Uh, I just think that they they really let something suffer. Like I don't know if they had a more cohesive story, a, a, a detective story, and that's kind of the thing that I didn't get with this movie. I didn't get that Dick Tracy was a detective. No, he wasn't. He's, he's kind of trying to double cross him, but mostly he just kind of lets his fists and his Tommy gun do yeah, the do the talking. But it didn't. And make he's also him, sorry. No, it's okay. It just it didn't make him a charismatic hero. Yeah. For me, I wasn't engaged with Dick Tracy yeah. because I felt like Warren Beatty wasn't really engaged with Dick Tracy. I was more engaged with the kid. Like the kid's kind of the hero of the film. He ends up yeah. saving Dick Tracy he in ma- Act Two. He manages to not be too terribly obnoxious. Also, uh, Charlie Corsmo, by the way, from our Lost Can't Hardly Wait episode. Yeah, that's right. Don't listen to that from two years ago. Uh, you can't. We had a whole like ten minute bit about like Charlie Corsmo being hungry. Yeah. When do we eat? When do we eat? When do we? Eat? When do we? Eat? I did. When do we? Eat? That I I did because uh, it it had no bearing whatsoever on what's going on with the story. No. He's the one character we really didn't need to develop. Yeah. Because nobody else was developed in this movie. They didn't develop Dick Tracy. No. This movie really. It, and what I what I like about it is that it wasn't like an origin story. It right. wasn't like Dick Tracy on the case for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a while, but we need a little bit more of that history between Dick Tracy and what's his name? Big Boy Caprice? Big Boy Caprice, we Al Pacino. Needed, since he's the Joker to Dick Tracy's Batman, yeah. we needed a little bit more development. We needed to understand a little bit more of the animosity, not just, I'm a mobster, I want to take everything over. I mean, fuck, even in the movie The Untouchables, we developed that relationship between Elliot Ness and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Capone. Well, it was a rated R film based on history. This is a PG-13 film based on a they, comic dude, strip. They took a lot of dramatic fucking license with that movie. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. We really only see them together in like maybe two scenes. Right. When, when he's busting um, the, the casino. Yeah. That they just turn into a bar at the last minute. Um, and then when he tries to bribe him. When he tries to bribe him, throws the money. Which, who didn't see that coming, by the way? But I guess <laughs> you, you got to... It hits all the notes. And it's, Charlie Corson was like, yeah. <laughs> that's my hero. He didn't take the bribe. Watching through the window. I'm Dick Tracy Jr. It's kind of a trainer wheels film for little little, little detectives. L I L apostrophe, <laughs> right? No, I mean it hits all the beats. There's no, it doesn't, it doesn't though. There's no detective work. Yeah, there, there's one. They there's a bit in the beginning, Joel, where he's where Dick Tracy's in a play with Tess Trueheart. Yeah, and like someone calls him on his watch and is like, "Hey, you need to get down here to the crime scene." And like he goes to the crime scene, he's like, "I'll be right back." He goes to the cri- in the middle of this play, <laughs> goes to the crime scene, and uh, and is, they see that on the wall, eat lead Tracy or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, flat top. And he's like, huh. 
And then we cut to the next scene. He's back in the theater. <laughs> Still in Act Three. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? What? That's Be, that, to show you that he is true to his word to his one true love. Trust to test true heart. True heart. Unless, of course, he's making sma- out with Madonna, smashing papas with yeah. uh, any random blonde, <laughs> smashing pissers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that seemed um, well. And so you're talking about there was nothing, you know, they didn't develop any of the characters. That was one moment where I, I started to get involved in their relationship, where she totally walks in on him as uh, Madonna has just tried to, to yeah. smooch him, uh, but he did not pull away and uh, or out. <laughs> uh, and she's really hurt. And for once, I was like, oh my god, how's it going to play? But really, so it's you just, care about her. I do more than him. You yeah. were manipulated to care about her because he cheated on her. The, our yes. hero, yeah, yes, the hero of our movie. I know, which makes him less sympathetic. He's, I agree. He is anything but sympathetic in this film. And again, that's the thing that keeps you at arm's length the entire time. So you kind of don't care. Yeah, they do just have a conversation in a diner, and then over and over again, everything's. And then she gets kidnapped. All but, exposition is delivered in a fucking <laughs> in a diner. Fucking diner. But then, yeah, it's never really resolved. It's just like she gets kidnapped in the middle of it. He rescues her, and they're one big happy family again. It's like, no, you guys got to work through that shit Uh where he was just ready to drop trow. So let me tell you how a Dick Tracy movie probably would have worked better. What would you have done? That it's a little bit more of that. uh, Keep the colors. Keep the music. Okay. Give it a little bit more of a film noir style, though, like as far as story goes. I think we're going for that. Let's start with Dick Tracy investigating Big Boy Caprice. Mm. And here comes the femme fatale. Uh, Breathless Mahoney mm-hmm. comes into his office like a classic detective. Right? Story. Yeah, I need your They're help. Like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the cops. My my boyfriend's gone missing, and we find <laughs> out that it's Lips Manless. No, oh, yeah. And like my boyfriend's gone missing, and like gets Dick Tracy involved, only to find out that like through the course of the story that once Big Boy Caprice, just like how the story works in this movie, Big Boy Caprice took over Lips Manless's territory mm-hmm. and took Breathless Mahoney as his own. And is used Breathless Mahoney to try to set up Dick Tracy. Uh-huh. So, cool. All right. So, it's that classic detective story. Double cross. Let's take away the kid. Let's meet Tess Trueheart in the course of this movie. Yeah, no, start with her. So, let's not start with her. And let's see Dick Tracy drawn between the two. And how, like, eventually Tess Trueheart is true. She's trustworthy. And that's what draws him to her more. What did you think of that actress? I, I think, uh, what's her name? Glenn Headley? Yep. I think she's okay. She yeah. fits. I think she was cast more because of her look than she is because of her talent. I think so too. She was actually also um, cast to replace somebody because Sean Young was originally cast. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, I think they had even started shooting, uh, and it was not going well. And so she <laughs> oh, claims that uh, Sean Young being she, Sean Young, mm-hmm, she okay. claims that uh, it didn't go well because uh, Warren Beatty made advances to her, and she would not not put out for Warren Beatty. Oh wow! But I think he and the rest of the cast and crew kind of concluded that she was kind of bad shit crazy. Maybe She's a little nuts, ever, ever man. Casting her, which has been played out in the years hence. So it has, but that still doesn't make it okay. No. If he did make advances, exactly, that doesn't make it okay. Especially in I mean, everything that's going on right now, we know that that doesn't excuse anything. We know that just because a doesn't mean that B didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, there, there's still, I, I, it's really disheartening right now. It, it is. What's it's, happening right it's now. Like, it's, Who would have thought it's Louis like learning, C.K.? It's like learning Santa Claus isn't real all over again. I, I, the Louis C.K. thing, it's weird. It doesn't surprise me. You're the second person who said that. But Sarah and I were talking about this, mm-hmm. and she said something and kind of summed up the way I was feeling as well. It, it doesn't surprise me, but it's refreshing to see the way he's handling it. Oh, and yeah. And it almost makes you want to, like... Okay, good on you. You know what? You're taking responsibility. As opposed responsibility. to the Harvey Weinstein yes. school of... Yeah. I, I did a week in rehab and I'm cured. And now I'm okay. <laughs> and there's there's something more about... You know, if you know Louis C.K.'s humor, you know his work, you know where he comes from. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like there's uh, absolutely... When Louis C.K. first hit, you know, and he finally started seeing success, I'm sure he took advantage of it. But then he's also one of those guys that's so like real enough within himself yeah. that... He realized like the success that he's got now. Mm. Like fuck, you know, I did I did some shitty things, and mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe that's just me romanticizing my idea I mean, of how Louis C.K. is. He's certainly paying a price for it. Um, it's it's one of those things about like meet, never meet your heroes, don't right? Ever, yeah, don't yeah. meet your heroes. Yeah. I love the things that are coming out of it now, though. With like <laughs> the the onion stories, where it's like, 
woman Tom comes Hanks. out. Yeah, <laughs> woman outs Tom Hanks as being a good guy, the nicest guy. <laughs> it's true, man. Uh, so it's gonna break my heart if we find out that like that this happened with like Tom Hanks did something like that. I, well, I saw that headline, and for a split second, I was like, no, no, yeah. And I was like, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> but Kevin Spacey was another one of those. Like, I, I, I don't want it to be true. But there seems to be mounting evidence. Yeah, and well, it was weird the way he handled that first uh, that yeah. first report where he was like, for that. "I don't remember with Anthony Rapp. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember doing it, but I'm sorry that I yeah. did." By the and way, so, I'm gay. What? <laughs> yeah, and then he throws the. By the way, I'm gay. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't excuse anything. No. One. Uh, also, we know. Uh, and Dick, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck, Kevin Spacey? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember where I was going to go with my third point. Okay. So, so I'm just just going to start calling him names. But then, uh, it, this, but then when you see it happen to a guy like Brett Ratner, you're kind of like, yes, justice. Yeah, dude, fuck that justice. guy. Who, who who didn't think that guy was a skis dude, he, from the beginning? Everybody, I know. Everyone he's ever worked with, people are like, Hates oh no, him. he's horrible. Yeah. He's, he's this. He's that. I wouldn't be surprised so if we hear about this from Michael Bay. We're going to hear about oh, that from yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean. You can't confuse, like, not everybody with power. Like, you know, you could say that about James Cameron. James Cameron's an asshole. James Cameron is no. known for kind of, like, like he... <laughs> but the, the stories about, like, um, Megan Fox working on Transformers and the way yeah. that, like, we've heard stories about this already. That's true. With the way that Michael Bay treated her. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, maybe Taya Leone is going to be the one that comes out on him. Yeah, when I was on Bad Boys. Yeah. Uh, that's why she didn't come back for the sequel. That's right. Was she in the sequel? No, she sure wasn't. <laughs> okay. She sure wasn't. Good. Cut that part out, Jeff. <laughs> I knew uh, that all along. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of uh, of womanizers. Mm. Uh, womanizer, so we've got, womanizer, we've got Al Pacino. Womanizer. What did you think about Al Pacino's performance in this movie? Uh, By the way, guys, I don't know for a fact that Al Pacino's a womanizer. I just... <laughs> I just uh, I do remember that time where he uh, slapped the shit out of Diane Keaton at the end of The Godfather. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Stuck with you. So yeah, that, that's the Godfather documentary. Two, my bad. The Godfather. The documentary that was <laughs> that was filmed in real time. The Godfather Two. Um, you know, I, he was one of the less fun people to watch because he was more disturbing. Al Pacino has that kind of manic energy that feels dangerous. And then when you put all that fucking makeup and shit on him, and you make him hunch over, and he actually is a mob boss, yeah, he felt really dangerous for this PG thirteen film. And then there's the creep factor on top of it, just like the, sure. the appearance of him, the voice that he's doing, his the way bug that eyes. the way that he escapes his fucking club at the end, where he's basically like butt humping Glenn Headley on that fucking minecart yeah. all the way down, and they keep cutting to him, and he's I like, oh, "We're gonna get out of here, and we're gonna get out of here." And he, he confesses and gonna... her love, his love for her at the very end. <laughs> yeah, wow, this took a like, this took a really weird turn, dark turn. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. It's funny with all that makeup on his face. Every time he would always make that oh, that, that oh. face, yeah. he looked like Jason Siegel. <laughs> like I, every time he made that face, I was like, "That's Jason. He looks just like Jason Siegel." Like if they were gonna do a remake of Twins. <laughs> from, with Jason Danny DeVito Siegel. it'd be Jason Siegel and Al Pacino but in that costume <laughs> <laughs> the hair and everything uh, yeah the scene where like he's directing the, the cocktail waitress dancers yes uh, and and her, and he's doing the dance along with him more more give me more that scene first of all went on about 30 seconds too long um, you know that scene was just like Al Pacino going Warren of course I got a great idea <laughs> I just want me. Just let me go with it, okay? <laughs> just keep rolling. All right, Al. Okay, whatever you got. I, you, it's all gold. You're printing money. It does feel a little bit like a student film. Yeah. Well, where, not just a student film. That that feeling you get when you watch like uh, Ocean's Ocean's 12. Eleven. Oh, Ocean's yes. Eleven or Ocean's no, Twelve. No, because more Ocean's right. Twelve. Because Ocean's Eleven is great. Ocean's Twelve is shit. Ocean's Twelve feels like it was like a bunch of dudes who were like, "Hey, we want to go to Italy, <laughs> just exactly. but we can only afford it if we're making <laughs> yeah. a film." It's like what Adam Sandler does. Now. All right, well, let's make Ocean's Twelve. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brad, you got enough food? <laughs> okay, here we, got we go. a script. It's an eight-hour flight. We'll write it on the plane. Right? That's what that fucking movie felt like. And that's it felt like Soderbergh was like, people were coming up to him going, hey, uh, I got a cool idea for you. And he's like, just go ahead. Just do it. Yeah, whatever. Just do that. Just do it. Try it. We yeah, liked okay. it last time. We all got along last time. Let's let's take a uh, two, two uh, how many weeks? Yeah. Two-month vacation. My parents went away on a week's vacation, <laughs> and they left the keys to the brand new Porsche. So, yeah. They mine. Mm, it's a little student well, filming. Of course not. In that sense, uh, agreed. I do agree with you on that. Mm. Um, 
we've gone through my notes. What do you have? Do you have anything else? Yeah, we pretty much have my notes too. Look, we're at fifty-three minutes. All right. So, um, oh, one more thing. Sure. Since you did not see this in theaters, um, you missed out, Joe. Unless they did it on VHS. Did the VHS copy of Dick Tracy start with the Roger Rabbit short film that they made? Oh, where Roger's babysitting roller baby coaster rabbits. Uh, no, right. I never saw Roller Coaster Rabbit. Oh! I saw the one where it's almost like the very beginning of Roger Rabbit where he's babysitting baby Huey. Oh, they all start that way. But, uh, oh, okay, do they? Because there have been like three or four of them. That they, that was what they were going to do when Roger Rabbit was successful. They were like, Before let's make these all short of these films, movies. put it in front of these Disney films. Wow. Because this was originally supposed to be a Disney film until it was well, deemed they, too violent. And so they put it under the Hollywood picture, or Touchstone. Or touchstone they I put think, it under yeah. the Touchstone banner. Yep. Wow. Some of my favorite films are Touchstone pictures. Yeah? yeah. Like E.T.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a very pause. I have a uh, Pavlovian response to, to seeing to that the logo. logo. I just know that you're going to get quality. Yeah, usually or Dick Tracy or Hocus Pocus. What? <laughs> Do you not like Hocus Pocus? I walked out of Hocus Pocus. <gasps> Holy shit! But to be fair, I walked out so that I could go into the lobby and play Mortal Kombat in my movie theater. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Well, dude, that makes sense. the allure of Mortal Kombat at that age. I put a spell on you. Yeah. Have you watched Hocus bad. Pocus since then? Uh, yeah, I have. I've revisited it. Oh, it's, okay. it's fine. It's good. I like. I prefer witches. <laughs> the Jim Henson film. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, that one too. Yeah. And also, Jack uh, Nicholson. Death man. becomes her. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay. Dude, I am Ooh. so split on Death Becomes Her. Oh, going to have to like, move that one to the top. That's then. one of those movies that... Was that like a Barry Levinson film? No, that's or, uh, a Robert Zemeckis. Was it Robert Zemeckis? Yeah. Okay. The first half, have so much fun with that movie. Mm-hmm. So much fun the first half. When it gets that second half, I'm it, like... Uh, it does get a little messy there. Yeah. It, it, uh, it takes its gimmick a little too far. But still, I, I, by that point, it's earned it for me. And I do love the way it ends. Spoiler alert. Not to get ahead of myself, but mm. Dick Tracy is definitely a property that I think we should revisit. And not you and I, but okay. I mean, Hollywood <laughs> should revisit. Because I think there's a place for a movie like this. What could they do differently that they didn't do then? Well, I think that we have access now to better... I think to, to better visual effects. Mm-hmm. I think to better film styles. Uh, I think that we have the the... We have the young talent with the chops that could put something like this together. Uh, I think that now we're living in a world like where we have La La Land, yeah. where audiences are going to dig something that's a little bit more like, okay, it's kind of a film noir detective story musical. All right, let's give that a shot. I think we have smarter writers now that could put something like that yeah, together. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. I, I like the R-rated version of this in Sin City <laughs> for me. Like that kind of. Did you ever see the second Sin City quenched movie? My thirst. I did not. I didn't hear good things about it. It's just more of the same. Well, and that's the thing because he also did. Um, what's the guy with the red tie? The spirit. The spirits. That was a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, he directed it. The, yeah. Uh, the, what's his, what's the guy's name? Who wrote the graphic novel? Yeah. He, um, it's not a comic book. It's a graphic novel. God damn it. Yeah, that guy. I I have known his name my entire life, and now that you've put me on the spot, <laughs> I can't even think of it. Let's find out. It's gonna kill us. Uh, he wrote The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The Dark Knight Strikes Again. He wrote... Uh, Who will get it first? Me or you? I'm not going to get it. 2008, The Spirit, directed by Frank Miller. Frank Miller. God damn, I knew that too. He fucking... He wrote the uh, the Wolverine... Uh, well, he drew the Wolverine Limited series, the four-issue no limited way. series. Uh, that was uh, written by Chris Claremont. And uh, yeah, drawn by Frank Miller. Fucking fantastic. Nice. Right? Um, all right. So yeah, before we uh, wrap so, it up here, uh, thank you for uh, for the sponsor of the Editing Bay uh, Video Blocks. Uh, excellent, excellent program. Like if you're trying to get some stock footage material for your uh, film project, if you and I talked about it earlier, if you've got like a stage project, mm-hmm. uh, I think that they even have access to audio. Yeah. So if you're doing some kind of radio drama, or if you need sound effects, if you need room tone, dude, music. I mean, it, you don't really want to get room tone from somebody else, but I'm just saying, if you need to get some, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, royalty-free music, yeah, uh, you can you can also get that from them. That's not just video; they've got audio. They what got if pictures. You, what if you're doing a podcast and uh, you need a theme song, dude? You find yeah, it, you want you're not just sounds stealing one like we are. High quality. It's either that or you get out of your Casio keyboard and try to write your own. It's a waste <laughs> of time. And dude, it's 149 dollars, right? For for a whole year, it's super expensive to try to get that stuff, especially if you try to produce your own b-roll like mm. that's that's it, you're, it's costing you manpower it's costing you materials resources i've had to do it before and even even i joe even i even i can't produce quality 
that's on par with what you'll find on Videoblocks.com. It's like a great song from Video like Miz that got cut out. <laughs> even, even I. Even I. Two, four, six, so seven. one. It's Videoblocks.com. V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash Editing Bay, you go there, or you can go to EditingBay.com, click the banner ad that we have there at the top of the page. That will also give us credit. We'll get some credit, and you will get some awesome stock photography uh, video. I like to refer to it as photography. (laughs) Photographs, uh, musical recordings. Pornography. (laughs) No, no, they do not have that there. Cut that part out, Uh, Unless you really fucking love... Like great stock footage. That's true. Everybody pictures, royalty free pictures. Got their music. own fetish. If that gets you off, then this definitely is pornography. And that would be worth one hundred forty nine dollars a year. <laughs> and that deal is going on now from November through December. Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. This is our last sponsor, videoblocks dot com. That's videoblocks dot com slash editing. Thanks for being our first. Uh, all right. So, what did Dick Tracy do right? For me, um, I want to talk about the score because we haven't really given Danny Elfman his due. I know it's a little—it's a little bit of a warmed over Batman theme. Um, it's like all the pieces that like Tim Burton was like <laughs> didn't uh, make the cut no, for the other films. No, yeah, you know he's got Danny a closet Elfman's full. Like standing on the fucking corner of Hollywood and Vine, going, "I got some music I could put in your movie if you want." But still, there are some the themes stand on their own. Yes, it's his style, but if you like his style, this is more of it. And uh, you've got the test true heart theme. It's a dead man's body. No, I do not like Oingo Boingo. Oh, I, oh, I don't dude. like it. Every time Halloween comes around, I have to hear that fucking song. Leave your song. body at the door. <laughs> Leave your body Leave at, the door. Door. at the door. Don't run away. <laughs> yeah. It's as annoying now hearing you recreate it. <laughs> As it is, but then there's like in the, in Back to School when they play that song and Robert yeah. Downey Jr.'s at the party and he's just like, try it. Joe's trying to do the double palm <laughs> fart noise where you twist your palms around in the back of your back of your palms. I can't do it. Hold on, I'm gonna try it. <laughs> Not quite there, but at least audible. Oh, I should have been taking photo of that or video. But you won't find that on video. Blocks, <laughs> maybe maybe we could sell them some of that. Yeah. You need stock footage of two guys failing at doing the double palm <laughs> fart noise. Oh, uh, shit. Okay, so no, the score. You felt like the score. But I, a- I do like the score. I like the Tess True Heart theme that's used. That's Jurassic Park. But he, he kind of captures that film noir feel, uh, uh-huh. the the sounds of the era, and um, he's a great film composer. Sure. So uh, And I feel like this film didn't deserve a score that was as good as the one that Danny Elfman gave them. Um, I agree with you on that. There you go. What I thought that Dick Tracy did right, and it's going to be weird because it's also what I think that the movie did wrong. Oh. I think that the, uh, the production design, as far as costumes, mm-hmm. I think that like just the way that... Everybody pops. Everybody's in their mm-hmm. primary colors. They stuck to six colors. Yeah. Yellow, red, blue, orange, purple, and green. And it was, it was really nice that the way that it pops off the screen. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. At the same time, these are some ugly fucking costumes. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like it, It's what I like, what I thought it did best, and also what I yeah. thought it did wrong was they, they did too much of it where like maybe our key characters... Are, are in that stuff, and then everybody mm. else who wasn't really as important, maybe mute them a little bit. Yeah. But you had, like, news reporters who didn't fucking matter that only showed up, like, once in that the movie. Wearing, like, and purple. they're wearing, like, bright blue suits. Gr- they're all zoot suits. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, you can mute them, mm. but, like, save those really bright, brilliant yeah. colors for the characters that really matter. It doesn't all have to be a zoot suit riot. I think that Madonna should have been in, like, something other than black. Yeah. She was always in black. And, uh, put her in some other... Put her in red. You know... that's supposed to represent, you know, lust. And it's supposed to represent but temptation. But also evil. And yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and character. put Tess in something a little bit uh, She should have been blue. She should have been in a cooler color. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. When you... I th- feel like they tied their hands by saying, no, we're only using these six colors. Yeah. Primary and secondary colors. No yeah. tertiaries. <laughs> <laughs> One quarter... Po- I'm sorry. That just made me think of that for some reason. Um, but yeah, this, I, I feel like if this were remade now... Um, they would have been a little more subtle with it, a uh-huh. little more skillful with it, and and not made it like, well, we have six colors to choose from, so what do you want? Purple, orange, or green? They would have played a little bit more with accents, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. voices. Uh, <laughs> accents. Of the That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, 
Hi, mate. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. We're starting a revolution. <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't pass out enough pamphlets, so not enough people showed up. I can't believe you've seen that movie twice. Makes dead men. It's a good movie. It's a great film. Super movie. He's like the breakout character yeah. of uh, Thor. He's Ragnarok. so good. No, he's Korg, so good. is that his name? Yeah. Bo- which voiced by the director. I had no idea. Oh, wow. That's, that. Oh, yeah. I had no that, idea that's what that guy sounded like. What's cool is hey, that, that character is actually in... That whole story is basically ripped off of uh, Greg Pak's Planet Hulk. Yes, you yeah, told me that. Which is also a rip of John Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so it's funny to see like they kind of repurpose a lot of the stuff that Thor, that a lot of stuff that happened with the Hulk in that story, they gave to Thor. They gave him that business. But again, like the Easter eggs in that movie are just so fucking great. Like, yeah, yeah. To see like the Beta Ray Bill stuff, uh, the fact that Valkyrie, I, I believe her designation, her number was 142. Uh yeah, scrapper yeah. number one forty two. She would be, and the fact that uh, it's because that Valkyrie showed up in Hulk one forty two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. so that like that's what they they gave her that that number that designation. That's really fucking awesome. Hey man, this whole thing's a circle, but not like a real circle, like a, more like a freaky circle. <laughs> Like the the alien he's carrying around, like yeah, he me, thinks he's dead. Yeah, no man, makes dead. <laughs> and he starts moving. I just didn't have the. Oh, he's still alive. Never mind. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> I love when he's talking and randomly, like a because he's made out of rock. This character, yeah. and a pebble fart falls off. And he's like, oh, there, there goes another one. <laughs> uh, nope. Yep. There goes another one. I we're gonna get on this ship. Yeah, was he saying? Go save a bunch of people. You want to come along? <laughs> He's so great. Uh, I want to see a spinoff uh, movie with just him. Him and Meek. Which, yes. The Adventures of Korg and Meek. Korg and Meek. What did you think Dick Tracy did wrong? Uh, for me, it's 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 a, it's a little on your lines, whereas I feel like the makeup, there's some exceptional makeup going on, uh-huh. and then there's everybody else, <laughs> and then there's unnecessary makeup sure. prosthetics. Sure. I, again, I don't feel like we needed to make the villains look so grotesque. Take the way they looked in the comic strip and, and try to find a way to exaggerate it. Maybe you give somebody a different looking nose, but the, uh, little face, uh, yeah. prune face, and everybody you know, everybody has a weird appendage that's odd-sized, um, and it just it feels disjointed. With it being a property from like the 30s, yeah. I felt like there wasn't really going to be anybody around that was going to take you to task if you weren't right. completely true to like the source material. And uh, and apparently the Al Pacino character, like he kind of totally redesigned what that character looked like. Like he, Pacino he, did, yeah, yes, he had he had strong opinions. Again, kind of leading credence to the theory that this is just a bunch of buddies. These are the old Hollywood guard. Yeah, these are the guys who voted Trump into office. By the way, they all <laughs> got together and decided we're going to make this film. You think that? Wait, you think that Pacino? <laughs> Voted Trump into office? Okay, maybe not. No, maybe not the actors, but that generation. Oh, that generation of people. Okay, right, dude. It was when we were at the Bush Library thing. Oh no, uh, there's a model of the White House. Did you with, ever like, think you would snow. miss Bush this much? By no, the way. no, I didn't think yeah. I would. Uh, there's a model with like snow, and it's like Christmas at the White House. And I walk over to it, and uh, and Sarah and I are like, oh man, this is beautiful. It's really gorgeous. And I blurt out, I'm like, it's a shame who's living in there now. Yeah. And she kind of nudges me. I'm like. I really don't think anybody no. here is going to be like defending Donald Trump being in the White House. Yes. And she's like, you might be surprised. And even she's so, probably right. Who, she's probably but right. You know about what? That. Let them. Let yeah. them try to defend that asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. If you're a Trump supporter, you voted for him. I don't get it. For that idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. Listen uh, to our idiocracy episode from uh, November of 2016. From last year. From last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, from 362 days ago. Or the 63, if it was leap year. <laughs> You see that quick math I did on the fly, Joe? It's one of my favorite artists is Dua Leap Year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right, so if we were going to remake Dick Tracy today... Here we go. uh, How would we do that? My favorite part of the show where we recast, uh, and I recast five of the main actors. One, two, three, four, five. Nope, you got I more. I have like eight. Oh, shit. Well, let's start with yours, and I'll jump in when I have... I've got a theme, so I'll just go through the whole thing. Go through your theme. All right, so uh, Flat Top. Mm-hmm. It's going to be played by Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow. Wow. Uh, 88 Keys, the uh, Mandy Patinkin character, mm-hmm. played by Bill Murray. Ooh, interesting. Big Boy Caprice. Mm-hmm. It's going to be played by... Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Jason Schwartzman oh, okay. on that one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, Breathless Mahoney. Wait, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, sir. Nice. So you know where I'm going. Oh, right? yes. Oh, yes. All right. And then Tess Trueheart. Uh, oh, interesting. I don't know. Natalie Portman. 
What was she in? She oh, did, yeah, the the, 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 the train. Sh- yes, yep. Something Express. Uh, no, she wasn't on Darjeeling Express, but she was on a yeah, different one. Yeah, she was. One. Was she? Yeah, was not I don't remember on Darjeeling. I do remember she was in another one with uh, Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I can't remember Luke the name Wilson, of it right, right? now. Um, so the kid will be played by Moonlight Kingdom's Jared Gilmore. Yeah, that kid's great. And Dick Tracy. Who's my Dick Tracy? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Ben Stiller. <laughs> ben Stiller. Ben yeah. Stiller. All of this directed by Wes Anderson. There you go. Nicely done. I I, I dropped the uh, I planted the seed earlier in the episode. Yes. Where I was like you know this whole visual style. Good callback. It's very Wes Andersony. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Nicely done. Uh, well, I went with uh, so I just did kind of the main five characters we see. I'll start with the kid. For that kid, I'm gonna do. Uh, you may not know the actor's name. You may not know the actor by name. F. Murray Abraham. Finn Wolfhard. I know Finn Wolfhard. You know Mark or my. <laughs> Did you see the thing that happened with him recently? No. Like, a bunch of people were giving him shit on social media because they were, like, waiting outside his hotel. Little Mike from Stranger Things. Yeah, and, like, he didn't stop and take pictures or sign shit. He's a fucking 11-year-old kid. So people started bullying him online, and Sophie Turner, the girl who plays Sansa Stark in Game of Thrones, like, came to his fucking defense. Nice. And it was a whole bunch of, like... Shame on you. You're a bunch of adults <laughs> yes, hanging out outside of a child's hotel room. Good for And her. then yelling and calling him names. Because and like he won't dance for you. Because he won't. And she's like, and also, like, when is it okay to just pull out cameras and take pictures of someone's 11-year-old kid? Yeah. That's... And, like, she went on, and it was like, reading it, I was like, God damn, go, good, Sophie. Good. Well, because you know she's experienced this exact yeah. same thing. So oh, yeah. Getting a little close to home. Good for her. And good for Mike Wheeler. Uh, Breathless Mahoney. Or, or if you watched It, he was Richie Tozier. Oh, is he in that as well? Yes, he is. Well, now I want to see so it. so good. All right, we'll see it. Breathless Mahoney, the Madonna character. Uh, who's our generation's Madonna, Joe? That would be uh, either Pink or Lady Gaga. How about Miley Cyrus? Or Miley Cyrus. Miley's, ooh, Lady Gaga would have been good, though. Lady Gaga would have been great. Actually, I'm going to change mine. I'm going to do Lady Gaga. <laughs> is it weird that, I like... Can't. I don't think it's weird. Maybe it's not weird. Let's hear it. I find Lady Gaga attractive. Like, I know there's this weird, like, ooh, she's like an alien from another planet. Like, she's the female David Bowie, like, of our generation. But, mm. like, I, I think she's I think she's cute. I usually don't like performance art, but I kind of respect what she does, yeah. in a way. Well, that too. I respect her performance art. I was just going along the lines of, like... Of her being attractive? She's she's attractive. Like, I, I feel like... Mm. I feel like she's, like, uh, approached with, like, the finger... The crossed fingers, like, <laughs> back. And I'm like... She's kind of cute. I think maybe that's backlash from her getting up in costume. Wearing meat dresses. And and people kind of feeling like she's trying to cover herself or or over-glamorize herself. But I never got that impression. For her, I I really do think she's an artist. Yeah. And I happen to find some of her songs catchy. Hey. Ba-ba-ba-boker face. Ba-ba-boker face. Oh, I was like, I live for the applause, applause, (laughs) applause. Uh, all right, so that's going to be... So you've changed. You've, you've I, I have, changed your brother's Mahoney. You, con- you convinced me. From Miley to Lady Gaga. But you will not change my test, True Heart. No. Because I'm going Christina Hendricks. That's pretty good. From uh, good. Mad Men. And she was also in Firefly for Firefly. a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Played Saffron. Big Boy Caprice. Um, this guy you probably wouldn't need to add too many prosthetics to. And he's about the right age. Uh, and he's already played a mobster, a mob boss in uh-huh. uh, Boardwalk. How about oh, Steve Buscemi? I like that one. Steve Buscemi is big boy Caprice. And then finally, uh, Dick Tracy. You know, if we're going to have Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, might as well get the Mad Man himself. John Hamm. Oh, To be Dick Tracy. He's got nice. the chiseled uh, jaw. Jaw, line. that lantern jaw. Yeah, he's right there in that world. That's really good. Man. I don't have a director for mine. Oh, you don't have a director? No, Tim Burton. <laughs> that's, that's a very odd directing choice for those actors that you've chosen. Uh, th- true. So, guys, if you have any thoughts about how we've recast it, how would you recast Dick Tracy? Uh, if you want to defend this movie, if you've got some criticisms of your own that we haven't touched on, uh, please let us know about that. Hmm. Uh, just go to Facebook in the search function, put in the editing bay. It's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's right. And uh, that's where you uh, you could talk back to us and let us know your thoughts. And uh, if you've got suggestions for movies that you'd like for uh, for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and write those down there. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. If you haven't gone there in a while, check it out. We gave it a little bit of a facelift. We added some functionality. It's got the Twitter feed right there on the homepage, which you can follow us at the Editing Bay on Twitter. You'll always be the first person to know what's going on, news for from the Editing Bay, what movies we're going to be reviewing next. We also have links to uh, our Facebook page, the aforementioned Facebook page, uh, as well as a link to download this here podcast if you're 
trying to recommend friends. Hey, where do you? What's that awesome podcast you're listening to with those two hilarious guys talking about movies? <laughs> and they're like, "How did this get made?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the other one. Oh, Doug loves movies. <laughs> no, 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 dude, the other one. They both <laughs> are like fifty, and then they finally get to us after repeating the yeah. other ones a couple times. <laughs> well, that's why it's handy. To give them the website, editingbay.com, where we also have uh, pictures from our, our life. Actually, no, we don't have pictures. We have pictures of us. Yeah. A little about page. We have um, merch that you can buy in the form of a t-shirt if you want to show. Form of t-shirt. a t-shirt. <laughs> want to support the show that way. Also, a uh, link to all of our old shows you can find uh, in our archive section there. All that and more on editingbay.com. Hey, guys, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Uh, if you just got that on your Apple device or something, click on it. Click tap on it, yeah, uh, and uh, put in the editing bay in the search function. That's going to bring us up, and uh, and yeah, you go ahead and leave us a little rating and review. Five star rating would be fantastic, and uh, let us know what you like about the show. So, what are we going to do next week? Well, next week, Joe uh, is going to be our Thanksgiving episode, right? Uh-huh. The last episode before uh, that blessed the blessed events. Yes, a dream <laughs> within a dream. <laughs> it makes me think of your wedding now. <laughs> Uh, and before we kick off the holiday season, or sure. as we kick off the holiday season, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, so this uh-huh. was my pick, Dick Tracy, this week. So sure. the honors go to you, my friend. Okay, well, I think that uh, I think what we need to do is talk about a movie that brings people together. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Just it's like we, the Pilgrims and the Indians. Well, you're right. Before we gave pilgrims, them smallpox. About, about traveling somewhere mm-hmm. and then... Finding yourself in in an alien world, an Ooh. alien territory, like literally an alien world, like or just a foreign place, a foreign place, like in the backseat of a Volkswagen, <laughs> an uncomfortable place. <laughs> uh, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to segue into this naturally, and I've completely failed. Uh, <laughs> what we're gonna do next week? We're gonna be joined by an old friend of ours. Oh. Uh, you might remember Hillary. Oh, yes. She's come on, and she's talked with us before. Oh, uh, she talked with us about X Men, uh, Tank Girl. This time, she's going to come on, and we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to her heart. Literally. She loves the Alien movie franchise. She does. So we're going to talk about Alien Resurrection. Yes, we are, Joe. (laughs) Did she tell you we had this conversation at your wedding? At my wedding? She grabbed me. She's like, I think she'd had maybe a few too many drinks. (laughs) Love you, Hillary. Which She was heavy with the hugs. Like, I've never been hugged by her so many times. But I think we're on that level now. She gives great hugs. And I was like, "What are we? when are you coming on the podcast? And she was like, what can we do? And I was like, "What? what, give me a franchise. Or not even a franchise, but what what are you passionate about? Alien. And she was like, have you guys never done an Alien movie? No, we have not. Nope. So we went through. We were like, all right, should we do the first one? No, we should do the second. No, we should do the third one that everybody hates that David Fincher directed. (laughs) Yes. And then... uh Somehow we just landed Which on... Which was Alien 3, right? That Alien was just 3. called Alien 3. I think you're right. And then you guys hit on the Joss Whedon one. Yeah. Well, that's right. He did write this, didn't, didn't he? he? Yeah, he had a pass on Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Wait, did he... Wait, no. I think he wrote Alien 3. Wait, maybe that's 3. And Fincher directed it. I could be... Yes. I could be wrong about that. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, this one's the one with Winona Ryder, right? Winona Ryder. I actually saw this in theaters. <laughs> Because I think it was PG-13, wasn't it? I was this close to picking like one of the Alien versus Predator movies. Ooh! Yeah, but I kind of feel like we need to stick with something that's got Ripley. We need some of the yeah. classic elements. So, uh, so yeah. So Alien, Alien Resurrection. Resurrection. I don't even know if that's on any streaming services right now. Nah, we'll but find. I am so fucking excited to get yes. Hillary back in here with us so oh, we can talk to movies. Wow. Uh, Hillary... Bring it. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll see you next week for Alien Resurrection. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.